What's up, stitches? Welcome back to another episode of Let's Gossip with Meredith and Steph. This week, we are happily, happily diving into the season premiere of Michelle's Bachelorette season. And I'm excited, even though we've, I mean, we haven't had one break from any sort of Bachelor Bachelorette paradise. But you know what? I'm here for it solely because of Michelle. And Meredith, what the hell do we got up for Gossip of the Week? Well, Stephanie, in case you were wondering, we have the biggest news that we could have possibly had in quite some time. Mm-hmm. Courtney Kardashian is officially engaged for the first time ever in her life, in her 42 years. We're having a royal wedding. <laughs> the royals are getting married and I wish I was attending. Oh my, what I would give. What I would give. And we're going to get into um, explaining the moment that we found out about the engagement. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Next, we're going to move into the Olivia Jade rumors on Dancing with the Stars, and we're going to finish it off with some good old Adele. Let's get into it. All right, guys. So let's get into Michelle's season of The Bachelorette. And I have to say, I feel like I haven't been as excited for a Bachelorette premiere as I have for this one. Like where I am giddy to watch it, not where I'm like, okay, I can catch it in the morning. Like I am pumped. You guys, what I'm confused on is we took a poll on Let's Gossip's Instagram at We Want Gossip, and it was like, who's pumped? Are you pumped for Michelle's season, or is it kind of eh, like whatever? And more, there were more votes on not being super excited for Michelle's season. And let me say this. I don't think it's about Michelle or her season. I think it's the fact of the way that they've done these back-to-back, and nothing's been like different. Like... Through Caitlyn's season, through Paradise, nothing has given us, like, any spark of, like, enthusiasm or excitement. We've all just been, like, bleh. Especially since there's no time in between. Exactly. It's, like, usually it's, like, a month or two. And then when the next season kicks off, it's, like, we've been deprived. We're so excited to watch it. We haven't seen it in so long. It's, like, all it's as much as we've seen every season, it almost seems new. Right. They... It's not Michelle's fault or her season of the fact it's all just about the way that they, the timing of releasing the seasons. Right. My boyfriend, Brad, he like barely watched any of the last season and he watched it last night. He's like, wait, wasn't there just a girl lead? Yeah. Adam, I go, yes. I'm like, I'm glad you're on board because we're all confused over here. Absolutely. Adam, I was literally about to say, said this a very similar thing. The The show starts and he's, we. I usually only make him watch like the first hour and then the next day in the morning before we record, I finish it myself. Right. And because I can't get through, through three hours in the morning before 8 a.m. Right. And Adam's like, Oh, another season. He's like, they're of the same exact... He goes, oh, same exact thing. He's like, oh, they're getting out of the limo. <laughs> the same guys are getting caught not being here for the same reason and or the right reasons. And I'm like, you have a point of the fact that for especially new watchers, they're like, what's new about this? There's nothing to excite the guys that we're forcing to watch. Totally. However, at the exact same time, I'm like, tell me football's exciting. Tell yeah. me they're not um, playing the same game over and over. Oh, believe me, <laughs> when all Adam is doing is like throwing out like sarcastic commentary through the entire first hour of The Bachelorette, and every single time I'm like, Adam, do I make these kind of comments while you're while I'm watching football every single no, night? And, or uh, golf? That's what I was just gonna or say. Or Formula One? <laughs> I'm like, he, which I'm totally fine. I'd rather, he always controls the TV because totally. it's like, I never know what to watch. So I'm like, you pick something. And if there's a sporting event, I'm like, whatever it's only on at one time i'm gonna let him watch i don't care i'll play on my phone or whatever but then and then he he usually always picks good movies for us right but i'm like let me have the one hour (laughs) i am cutting it off by 8 p.m so you don't have to watch the other two hours but i sit all day and watch the golf and we'll even start it late so that i can fast forward through the commercials for him okay so it's like what do you what's a girl gotta do right and it's like for me the football that's at least somewhat entertaining, but it's the golf. It's the golf. Don't even come for me with the golf. And don't even try to be like, it's all the same with the Bachelorette. Golf no. is the same and has been since golf, the beginning of time. <laughs> golf is a sport you put on when you want to pe- like take a day nap, a cat yeah. nap throughout the day. I Growing up, I only ever saw golf on the TV when my grandpa was asleep in the recliner. Okay? <laughs> and so I'm like, don't even start with that. But I will say, I would say a couple years ago or like last year, before this past couple like back-to-back yeah, seasons. he was into it. Adam was super into it because the point was is like there was such a big break. Right. So I was like, okay, what's this one about? 
he is nonstop having to watch it every single week for the past like six months. Yes. You know, where it's like, okay, same thing. I understand every point. Right. But, Ma- but I think we des- Michelle deserves the excitement of any other Bachelorette season. And let's just scratch everything else that's happened in the past six months and start for fresh real. with her. And I, she looks damn good. She is just a straight up classy top 10 mm-hmm. model. And I did put this morning on our We Want Gossip Instagram where I said... To the people that said they didn't like her, I go, do you like her more now that you've seen an episode? And 89% people said, yes, I love. And 11% said, still not convinced. So we're Mm. winning them over a little bit at a time. Okay, I'll take that. I will take those numbers. Totally. And the thing about Michelle is she is a little bit more soft-spoken, but that's something I like. Absolutely. So let's just get into Michelle herself. I love that she's a teacher. She's so cute. I love the way they opened up the show with her students. Another like cool thing about Michelle though is when she got off of Matt James season and she was announced the Bachelorette along with Katie, she went right back to going back to school. She went back to teaching her classes. Everyone else, you know, just takes the PR and is like, let me run right. with it and like just, you know, move on to, which is probably what I would have done as well. It's 100%. Like, I'd rather just, you know, do brand deals and things like that. But she's like, I'm going back to my core, back to my students. It's different with her. And that's the entire reason that she wasn't the bachelorette right away is they had to wait for school to be done so that they could film her season in the summer. Love that. She's like, here are my boundaries. If you want to make it work, you're going to have to go around my skid. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) So now let's get into the limo entrances themselves. Michelle, obviously looking like a drop dead, gorgeous model. Steph really has an opinion about the dress. (laughs) I came in and I'm like, all I could look at was the way like that the dress fit her perfectly, but she's not like, it wasn't hanging on her. Like she's skin and bones, but it wasn't like, oh, she's just like a thicker girly and it looks good. It was like, it's the muscles on her. If I ever sat in a dress and I saw like a little bit of like my skin or my, like my muscles, (laughs) more like uh, my muffin top (laughs) hanging over the edge a little bit, I would be like, oh my God, get that out of here. When I was looking at Michelle and she was sitting in her dress with the low back, it looked better where I'm like, I love the little bit of like something to grab onto there, sister. And Adam goes, so how does that work? Do girls wear like underwear with those dresses or like, uh, do you go commando? And genuinely I'm sitting here. I don't know because I go me, if that was me, I'm not wearing underwear, No, 100% but I don't commando. know what like other people do. The thing is, is if it's going to affect the dress commando, if not, I'd probably wear a thong because it's the, he was saying like, it's the low, it's right. the low back so where it goes like to the butt cuts almost showing. Okay. So I agree. So she's doing what you anyone would. else would have thought. Well, uh, case closed on that. <laughs> And so the first guy out of the limo was, lo and behold, Nate. I mean, obviously, 6'8", drop-dead gorgeous. He looks like Chris Brown. They had a first good interaction, like, right there. You know, it was, like, really calm, really cool, nothing weird and cringy. I loved the way he went about it. Me too. Because especially with Michelle... She's such a classy woman where yeah. it's like the stupid little gimmicks worked for Katie because Katie's got that personality that's like super jokey. Just like Caitlyn, how Caitlyn loved right. the jokes and like the sex jokes over the line, loved that shit. Michelle seems so classy to me where it's like, it just didn't fit. Because I think everyone else was a little more goofy as in the fact of like, they're able to play along, like you were saying earlier to me, they're able to, other bachelorettes and things like, they're able to play along like so the other person doesn't feel uncomfortable when it's like, just kind of like, it's not actually that funny to them, the gimmick they're playing. Right. But I feel like Michelle, especially just being a teacher, she doesn't really care to put on the bullshit. She's so authentic that it's like, even though she's playing along, I can tell when she doesn't think something's truly funny. Absolutely. I was like, wow, she's really making these guys like have to beg for her laughter. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Work for it. Especially the guy that came as like the entree when he was underneath the table. It's like, personally, I thought that was kind of funny. I thought it was funny too. Yeah, especially right when he, she first took his like, took yes. the thing off. And he was I like, thought she was going to smoke him in the face with the Me too. Thing. I'm like, I would have on yeah. accident. Oh yeah. And like how he was like, let me tell you about your entree tonight. You know, like <laughs> that's literally what we have to do at like Olive Garden. Like, let you me tell you about what? this wine. Yes. His face, like when, it, when it's just his head on the table. He reminds me of, and the way that he talks reminds me of the, um, like the magic book in Ella Enchanted. You know, the guy that's the face in the yeah. book? Yeah. He's like the crazy, like whatever. Yeah. I'm like, why are you like the magic mirror on the wall? One of You know, he's got like the, like the cartoon characteristics. <laughs> like when he's talking, I'm like, one You wow. are out from Ella Enchanted. Well, like a headless man. Yes. <laughs> or actually a bodiless man. Bodiless. Yeah. Bodiless man. We were so over all of the people that came in without pants. What are you doing? 
It's too and much. And also, Michelle, like, that's something that would just piss her off. I like that it seems like the guys are a little scared of her. Aren't they? <laughs> I'm, I think I'm, I'm scared of her a little bit. Because it's like, she is such the package. Stunning. Mm-hmm. Athletic. Great head on her shoulders. Great, you know, morals. And you know that whoever she picks is going to go the long... Like, One, yeah. Go the distance. All right, next let's talk about the firefighters. No! <laughs> this is the secondhand embarrassment that makes me want to crawl into a hole. <laughs> so we have our first guy, and he's a firefighter, and he is totally playing up the whole firefighter role, and he's got the hat on, the kid's hat, and he's coming in on a children's toy, which honestly was cute and gimmicky, but yeah. I liked it. You know, it's like a play on his career, but it was still innocent. However, after... Directly, <laughs> directly after he makes his entrance as the firefighter, Mr. Macho, with his toy car in his Halloween Party City getup, <laughs> um, we have the real firefighter, which they're both actual firefighters. But when PJ makes his entrance in the full-blown real fire truck pulling in lights and all he gets out and he looks stunning in a suit not in the firefighter party sit a get up and then we have daniel watching through the windows with the other guys and they're all like would you come in daniel like would you come in as and daniel's like they go do you come in on a truck daniel looks at him he's like no i came in on a toy truck (laughs) and then they're all like damn like pj looks fire and he's like i'm gonna die daniel's like are you kidding we're both me and pj are both firefighters i came in on the toy truck i didn't realize that i had the option i guess to come in on the real firefighter truck so now he looks like daniel looks like he's like he's just pretending to be the fire fire when we got they're both actual firefighters yes it's rough and especially for pj to be that decked out um, and gorgeous as yeah. a man. It's that's a tough one to take as Daniel. Yeah, 100%. But I laughed so hard, dude. I Their know. conversation watching him pull up was so funny. Literally, I loved that the guys were bonding right away. Yes, because I, I mean, I say this all the time. I like Bachelorette better than Bachelor. Yeah, especially recently. Maybe a once upon a time ago, I liked Bachelor better because I like to see the catty women. But recent seasons have been too much for Meredith and Stephanie over here. For sure. Because it's like, uh, obvious, look at the guys. It's like, we love Riley. We love all of I the know. other guys. And We're that's in- what I was thinking going into this season. I go, a part of me, because I've always been more of a Bachelor fan where I like the right. girls. Because I like the drama and the totally. outfits and everything, which obviously, like, we both do. But I was thinking about it this time, and I'm like... I, I was wishing that, I'm like, oh, it's, it's kind of annoying that we're having to see another group of men when we just had to deal with that with Katie's season. But then I'm like, but wait, I'm like, we could have Aaron. We could have all of those guys totally. that we really liked where I'm like, who's going to be out of this group on Michelle's season that we really like that totally. are like people we're rooting for? 100%. So I'm excited. And then the last person that's worth mentioning that comes out of the limo is Joe. And we have a lot to say about Joe, so we're going to skip through that and reassess later. But Joe is the one that comes out and she's like recognizing him. And he's kind of just giving a spiel, ending the whole conversation and backing away. And she's like, do I know you? And then he's like still backing away. And she's like, wait, is your last name Coleman? And he turns around and he's like, yeah. And then he comes back and because she screams out, she's like, did I slide into your DMs? Because he knows exactly what she's talking about. And he's trying to avoid it the whole time and trying to get inside the, right. like it makes sense because he's trying to have her pull him later. But right. it's also like, no dude, you didn't think in the moment she's going to recognize you and be calling you out. And he thought he was going to like sneak away to the back. Totally. Oh, like it's like, no, she knows every girl realizes when they've been ghosted and we will call you out for it. Yes. On national TV. Then we get into the main event and mm-hmm. Michelle walks down that mile long long staircase looking like a goddess and before we can even get into michelle why are we doing it in this like c-list hotel where are they the hotel's not even like that beautiful or any it looks like an old like 1980s hotel that they're trying to like reinvent right it just looks uh, like a fucking hampton inn with just like the straight up i'm like what are we doing and even with the grand entrance it's like awesome staircase right but let's look at the carpeting let's look at the decorations nothing's been redone it's like once again why is matt james getting the fucking white house and she's getting a 1980s old rundown hotel that's trying to make it come back i i, I pick better venues for our nine to five <laughs> yeah. than the bachelor does with their huge budget yeah for real if you need someone to pick the next venue call me yeah no shit it's like can we get a weston or something can we get a jw marriott On top of her grand, beautiful entrance, the way that she seamlessly glided down the (gasps) stairs without looking at her feet at all in that long dress, 
There's no way. And even the guys were like, she floated. Yes. That's really hard to do to yes. walk down a set of stairs in a dress and heels yes. and even in any outfit and not look at the stairs. Yes. I've she tried 100% it. hundred percent practiced. Uh, I, that's what I'm saying. I go, I would have done a hundred run throughs in that dress and those heels practice, not looking once at my feet, walking down the steps. 100. I would have ate shit so fast. You got one <laughs> chance, dude. Yeah, and where all the guys are like, she floated. No one has, I don't think, ever even thought that about me ever walking down a single flight of stairs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tripping up them. Yes. Going up the stairs, I'm tripping. And knocking things and spilling yeah, things as we go. <laughs> and then starts the combos. Now everyone's chomping at the bit to pull her. And mm-hmm. I mean, not much to write home. It's You know, the conversations are whatever. Nobody really stood out to me because it's night one. It's like they're all superficial combos. Yeah. Nobody really... We is, don't know anyone really at all yet. No. So we're going to focus on a couple key people and we're going to kick it off with Ryan. So <laughs> Ryan, there's a couple things here that we need to address. First thing is Tasha and Caitlin going into the guys' rooms. I don't know how that made you feel, but it made me feel gross. I hated that entire part of the show. Why are we looking through their luggage? If I saw footage of two people rummaging through my shit in my hotel room, I'd be actually pissed. That's what I'm saying, where I'm like, what? well, now it makes sense why they're doing it. But I would be like, why are we randomly like, let's sift through their luggage. And also, I don't know why they're playing that even like, I we understand what it comes to eventually, why they had to show that on the show. But I'm like, right. why are you guys trying to play off? Like this is a normal, fun little prank you're doing on like three guys <laughs> yeah, of real. like rummaging through their bathroom in their hotel room. Get, not that there's anything to hide, but get the hell out of my space. For real. And it's like, there's it's like, literally I- no point. Yeah, and also it's like these guys are planning to be gone for a long time. It's like, what if they had something personal in there? Yeah. Or like just anything that it's like medical, maybe, like anything. Yeah. Get out. Stop rummaging through my bathroom stuff. Yeah, that was really fucking weird and not my favorite. Also that they could play it off for it being okay of what they find in Ryan's room, which is the Bachelor Bible. <laughs> it is loose leaf papers that uh, are just dedicated <laughs> to notes about how to go far in The Bachelor, who to act like, what to say. I mean... A full folder and binder with tabs, color-coded... Yes. ...of just what to do, what not to do on The Bachelor. We have a couple opinions here because it goes right. in and out. Because eventually throughout the rose ceremony, Tasha and Caitlin end up telling Michelle about the, what they found, like that there's a playbook in Ryan's room and that she needs to see it. So Michelle takes Ryan's Ryan up to his room and she's like, let me see the binder. He's Which obviously- Which I thought was a boss bitch move. Like, Absolutely. Let me him, see it for myself. That was nuts. Like I did not think that she was going to do that. And the fact that she was, he was like- yeah, you can see it. And they go up to his room. It's so awkward. They're in like the warm hotel lighting. And he's like, hold on, let me get my suitcase. Literally open. hauls, <laughs> literally hauls his luggage up onto the bed, oh. unzipping it. I go, this is so awkward for him to pull out the briefcase of notes. He's trying to like explain himself as she's starting to look through it. And she's like, I'm looking through it. You can leave. Like, yeah, like she's like, I don't, out. I don't need your excuses over my ear. I'm going to find what's here. You can step out of the room, which he did. Yes. And I will say out of the things that it, they found, because his excuses, Ryan's excuses were basically that he's never seen anything about The Bachelor. He doesn't know what to do. His friend's wife like wrote him up this like a bunch of notes on what to do and things right. like that. How to act. Some facts about Michelle. When that's that's honestly it's whatever. You shouldn't have brought it with you. It's fine to do some like studying up if you've never yeah, been on it before. It's actually encouraged I would feel like. 100%. You got to know what you're walking into. And learn about the person that's going to be the lead. Hello. Right. There were just some red flags in there that were definitely not cool. One of them in particular was saying, here are some tag like slogans and some lines that have been proven over past seasons to be the most successful. Like the guys that have made it the furthest in seasons have said these specific lines. Right. That's weird. To have line, like things written down of like how to act and how to talk and specific things to say, that's, that's way over the line of you're not being yourself at all. It's not just like, Hey, you know, try not to get involved in drama right? or, you know, wait to talk about this. Maybe right. it's specific lines to use that have been slogans that have proven like success rates. Yeah. That's weird. That is really weird. And also what was weird for me is like how much there was, if it was a couple pages, I'd still think that's a little funky, but you know, maybe he's just trying to do his homework and come prepared, but it was like a fucking book, like Mm -hmm. 50 
pages when she kept laying them out on the bed. I'm like, and there's more and more. And also the fact that he spelled bachelorette wrong on the folder. This has got to be staged. It has to be. And the fact that they kept zooming in on the, one of the titles of one of the paragraphs said strategy with like STR and the word strategy was like STR was like capitalized. The rest were lowercase. They're trying to make it look like right. typos. And I'm like, but at the end of the day, I do believe that it was Ryan. Like, I don't think this was a producer's. This is our theory. This is our theory that the whole, with the whole Ryan situation. When you become a contestant on The Bachelor, each person is assigned a producer. The producer's main goal is to learn every single thing about you start to finish. And to be, pretend to be your best friend so that you are divulging the, this information, thinking you're telling it to a trusted person that's going to help you through the whole season. Yes. When they're just using it against you. Absolutely. So our thoughts is Ryan probably got too chummy with his producer and told him, you know, to some degree, like, oh yeah, I have some notes in my hotel room or like, I have some notes that my friend wrote me, whatever, something to do with, I have notes. And so what did that producer go back and do? They told the executive producer and the executive producer probably gave the order to have Tasha and Caitlin go search the room so that randomly, they can stumble upon it. Randomly searching a couple guys' rooms and they're stumbling upon the notes. Get out of here. Yeah, exactly. That was so planned. However, it's like Ryan didn't deny any of it. He knew he did it. So it's like to a degree, it all comes back on you, Ryan. Absolutely. But here's another thing about Ryan that I'm not sure if everyone knows that I found out this morning. Ryan actually knows a great deal about The Bachelor. So before COVID, Ben Higgins did this like tour, this Bachelor tour, where he was like finding eligible bachelors around the United States and then kind of doing like a in-person Bachelor experience where girls would come in and try to date The Bachelor, whatever. Ryan was one of those Bachelors. And he has it loud and proud on his Instagram, <laughs> not even deleted or nothing. I'm like, so no way you had a picture with about 10 girls with you in the center, fully dressed as the bachelor in a suit and everything with Ben Higgins down front and center. And you're looking me in the eye and saying, I don't know anything about the bachelor. And that you needed a binder full of notes. When Riley back from Tasha's season, he told us on the podcast that he had never watched a single season or anything. And look at how much success Riley has had without a single notebook. Okay. And this dude is getting his own little mini bachelor paradise thing going on. And he knows nothing about it. Needs a binder to tell him to act interested and Michelle's teaching profession. To act interested, pretend yeah. to be interested, uh, you're out the door right then and there. Right. When I'm watching this, Brett goes, I wonder if he set a record for the fastest time anyone's left the show. <laughs> he's like, That's a great point. I'm like, he was in and out, dude. Truly. Like, were you there for a couple hours and right. left? And I love the way that Michelle just nipped this in the butt because she's like, I'm always willing to give people the chance, but I am not starting off a relationship with red flags like this. Yes. There's no reason for her to keep him around. And, she, and he's trying to save his ass. And she's like, I hear you. But you need to leave. Yeah. We're done. I'm listening to my red flags and this is a big one, dude. Like, yep. You need to write down, pretend to be interested. That's so stupid. Specific lines to have in a conversation that have proven success rates. We don't even know that information (laughs) and that's saying a lot. Yeah, for real. And you know what though is great is when Michelle sends him home, she comes back when all the guys are like, oh man, like cocktail party is coming to a close. We haven't really had any time. Now she's up in like the room with, uh, with Ryan, like what's happening. He's taking all this time and she comes down and she says, we had a little hiccup, but we're going to continue the night on with the cocktail party. Let's have a good time. And that's the lead I'm talking about. Absolutely. I am so, so over the bitching out the contestants. Like if this was Claire, she would have been like, you know what? I am just so over this. You know, I might as well call it off now. Does anyone want to show up for me? As much as I liked Katie, Katie did that too. Reprimanding yes. the guys. You're taking it out on people that have done nothing to be in the same position as how you're feeling about Ryan. They have done nothing to break your trust yet. Ryan has. While Michelle was explaining to the guys like what's going on, she didn't like shit on Ryan. She didn't really go into it. However, she did give enough details to indicate that he did something wrong and she didn't deal with it. But she didn't go into details. She didn't shit on him. She didn't make it a big deal, but she's like, Little digs here and there, like, this is what he did, and I'm not down for that, but I'm not ruining the night. Let's continue the cocktail party. Thank you. 10 out of 10 execution. She's already, uh, exactly. She is already (laughs) doing it for us. 
Next after Ryan, let's get into good old Joe. And I'm not talking about grocery store Joe. (laughs) (laughs) For the love of God, as much as I kind of like him, let's move on. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Obviously, like we said earlier with Joe, he was the one that was last out of the limo that she knew. Then, obviously, she absolutely is like itching to pull him. She comes and gets him. Where it's not like he pulled her to like said like, I want to talk about this with you. She's like, hello, let's go discuss. And in front of everyone, making it a point of like, I am picking you out of the crowd, but she's not happy where all the guys are reading that. Cause every, no one, yeah. obviously all of the guys have no idea what's even going on. Stimulation overload being 100%. on this show for the first time. And you see the bachelorette, they're reading any social cue they can. And they go, well, she just pulled Joe, but she didn't look happy, happy. about it. So something's going on there, right. which I'm like, we'll get to it. But like in the previews for like later in the season, everyone's still questioning Joe of like, do you know her? Like, what right. are we missing? It's like, how did you not think her pulling you the first night looking pissed off and grabbing you like that out of everybody isn't a little bit of a flag of being like, there's some history there right. of some sort. Totally. She's not, and, but he wasn't in trouble. He didn't get sent home, you know, to their eyes. Right. It looks like it's fine. So totally. it's like, what's actually going on there? I could, you know, the vibe that people right. are giving off, you know, if someone knows somebody or not. Totally. Yeah. She pulls Joe and she basically is confronting him because they have, I guess, had some conversations over Instagram or like through DMs. Right. And Joe was the last to not respond to her. So he was ghosting her. So she's upset at the fact of why did you ghost me a few months ago? And also like, why would you be here now? Explain like you didn't yourself. clearly want me then, but now that I'm the bachelorette, right. you're here. Point. So when she confronts him about the whole ghosting situation, I don't think it's scripted, but he definitely had an excuse planned out. Mm-hmm. And what his excuse was, was George Floyd to a degree. He mm-hmm. was saying, you know, they're both from Minneapolis. That's where the whole George Floyd situation happened. And he was saying, you know, like he had a lot going on and he was dealing with a lot of things like emotionally on the side. And he referenced some, to some degree the George Floyd situation. Yeah. And he's like, I've gone to therapy and all of this stuff. And while she's listening to him, you can tell she's taking it all yeah. in and she's trying to understand what he's saying. But either way, when he's done, she still is really questioning him as she should. His reasoning still didn't answer any of her questions because him saying like a lot of things just happened in the middle of us messaging where like I got, I couldn't handle like um, everything going on in the world around me and everything. And she goes, we are living in the same world. We are both people of color. We live in the same city. I am dealing with children every single day in the classroom, having to deal with what's going out out on the streets in our city and I'm able to hold a conversation. I'm not saying that it's like to each their own, but she's like, that's not an excuse. She goes, if anything, you could have told me that then or reach out to me and said that. And I would have been understanding either whether you wanted to separate and not talk, or I could have been the shoulder where we could have relied on each other to move past that. That's not an excuse for leaving me hanging out to dry. Exactly. Especially the fact that she's living it too. So I'm like, don't act like, don't act like you're having to deal with something different than I am because I'm living it as well. Exactly. And we could have leaned on each other. So it's really not an excuse. And I'm so glad she made that point Mm -hmm. because it's like, as much as I truly understand where he's coming from and that is totally like a relevant thought, it's like either way, it doesn't necessarily change what I'm saying. It doesn't change the fact that you left me out hanging to dry, but now you're back for to be with me when I'm on TV. Yes. You know, it's like, that's the main point here. And he's kind of t- like tiptoeing around it where it's 100%. like, okay, thank you. That That's your reasoning for not responding to her. But what is your reasoning for not saying a single word until now that you're here? Absolutely. You didn't, ex- why didn't you, she's like, why didn't you just explain that to how, what you're saying right now? Why didn't you just explain that to me when it was happening in the moment? Yep. You had to wait till you were on TV with me as the bachelorette. For that to be a reason. Right, exactly. Which also brings me to think where yeah. obviously to where they didn't hang out in person. Right, right because point. if they hung out, she would have automatically 100%. recognized him. And, but then the other thing is it's got to be more than just a couple DMs because if she's having to sit him down and being that upset on him not responding to her and giving an explanation as to right. why he doesn't want to talk to a girl. And also he's aware of it too. Yeah. He is also like... It's not that she's like being like crazy or right. ghosted me. He's also aware. Yeah. So and whether- she's not the kind of girl that no. like she is way too mature to be like, oh, you hurt my ego. It's like there was definitely a bigger conversation and a closer 100%. combo they were having for probably a while, which I would kill to see the DM to actually see what we're working with here. Right. But for her to be actually pulling someone and giving them a hard time about 
not ever um, explaining why they didn't want to keep continuing the conversation. How many people do you think Michelle or any of these bachelorette or these leads are having conversations with people right. on their DMs? Who cares if someone doesn't respond? She cares right. that he left her to dry and she wanted a reasoning, but there's something deeper that I'm like, I'd love to, I think we're going to get into it when he has to right. tell people, the other guys, what actually went down. We might get some more right. info. Like, I feel like maybe they just had like, they were having the type of interaction that leads somewhere. She was getting the vibe yeah. that they were having an interaction that leads somewhere. Maybe that's another date. Maybe that's like something else down the totally. future. She saw a future there and he ghosted her. And the thing about ghosting is just like, it's so unnecessary in this day and age. You know, it's like you might have been able to get away with it earlier in the 90s and the early 2000s. But it's like, sorry, I see your ass everywhere. I see her on Instagram. I see her on Twitter. The least you could do is just end it with me. So exactly. I'm not being like, where did you go? And that's the thing, because if it's a random thing that doesn't really matter, you don't care to have a response. It's like, I'm not, it's, t everyone has the right to not, you don't have to give it a reason to not like somebody. No. But when there's, there's clearly something deeper here, she was expecting a response to be moving forward with a relationship or something right. to where she would, because she is so, I feel like, reasonable. Right. That it's like she has an actual reason in her head of like, it, it meant something to her that there's no reason why he shouldn't have responded without giving her an explanation. Right, because in her mind, she's probably like, she saw this going somewhere and she's like, everything's going so great. They have so much in common. And this is the other thing that I'm like, if I'm looking at this entire lineup of guys, the one that I think is her perfect match is actually Joe. Maybe what? once I get to know him, that'll change. But like off of like basic characteristics, Stats. it's like they play the same sport. They're both athletic. They both live in Minneapolis and grew up in Minnesota. They both are from like the same area. It's like, and they just look great together. Exactly. So it's like, it makes sense. However, this is just so fucking weird. And the fact that she obviously thought this was going somewhere and he did too, to a degree where there's no like, cause he's, he's not responding and he's taking a long time where it's like, she thought something was happening. And then out of the blue, he didn't respond. And the way that he has been like tiptoeing around it, the whole episode start to finish when he got out of the limo, Shows I'm like, dude, <laughs> you know, you're guilty. It's like in the reasoning you have is not good enough. It's like you no. The, it it doesn't answer the question of what she's looking for. The way that Joe went about this is horrible start to finish it just looks like he's lying when it's like it's probably one of those things where he's like i really don't have an answer like i don't know right. but it's like dude you look like you're so guilty of something spit and it out there could have been a million ways he could have gone about yeah. this that would have been better it's like let's start it off from the very beginning it's like so he's going into this situation he goes up to her makes his first impression and then is like backing away as she is repeatedly questioning him do i know you you look familiar are you sure we don't know each other are you coleman like she's like hello and he's hey, oh. laughing like just like ha, ha, ha and he's trying to make up. as much space between them trying to get inside as fast as he can it's like so you're guilty right and the thing is is like you were saying where it's like maybe he did that intentionally so that he could pull her well the time came and multiple guys pulled her before he did to the she point had where to she had him. to go and pull him great point so it's not like he's itching so at the bits to go and thought, talk to her he thought he was getting away with it and he could like slyly maybe if it came up in combo like right. he was thinking and it's like buddy uh-uh we're smart out here yeah and then when he makes his conversation it's like whatever he gave his reasoning and it's like michelle wasn't 100 percent buying it where it's like he's walking away from that conversation not feeling the best and when he's talking to the camera this is the part that gets me the most he's like you know i just wasn't expecting that dude like i just wasn't expecting that yes you were were you thinking she wasn't gonna call you out for ghosting her you were absolutely expecting that question um that's why you had the george floyd reasoning laid out whether it's true or not you had that ready to go so don't go and tell the cameras i had no idea she was gonna ask me these questions yes you did and you still chose to not acknowledge it and go at it heads on and be like hey this is why i did the thing that i did and i'm really 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 sorry i would love to have the opportunity to stay here yeah he's hiding and being a fucking weirdo exactly and it's like like maybe you've gotten away with this a hundred times before because you're right. pretty good looking where it's 100%. like he's just like i can ghost talk to whoever i want do whatever i want well sorry because you're gonna be put on the spot and you better yeah. have a good answer and that's where i also when she really wasn't buying it when when he was giving his reasoning and she was like that's not a good reasoning because here's how that could have been fixed and, and it's like you're acting like you're not talking to another like black woman in the same city as you exactly <laughs> like, that's dude. it's also happening out of her front door as well yeah and she's like and then for him to throw in the therapy comment yeah 
uh, first of all, I hope he went to therapy. I hope he's going to therapy. Right, and it's fine. Like, it's but good, I don't know if I fully believe it because that seemed to me the way that he ditched that out there so quick with no explanation really around it seemed like a last minute ditch effort of like, like, well, I'm going to therapy to figure it out. Are you? Girls love to hear if a guy's in therapy. 100%. I'm like, I don't want to not believe someone about therapy, but I'm also like, should have led with that instead of that being your final excuse when she wasn't buying anything else. Right. Something, it just because all she seems... gave him credit and she was like, I appreciate a black man coming forward saying that he's going to therapy, which like, I, I know hope that's he, hard yeah. for you. Yeah. Right. But I'm like, that better be true. You better not be playing my girl. So while it's like, I guess I do understand partially his reasoning for me, a lot of what he said and the way he went about it was inauthentic to me. Absolutely. And our girl, Michelle, is a genuine queen. So it's like, you better fucking... Fix it up. I just watched He's Not That Into You. And it's like when they talk about where it's like, if a guy wants you, he will do everything in his power to make you and know it. If there's one letter I could write to myself every year growing up, probably like middle school, high school, co even college, probably. Right. It's like, if someone actually likes you and it likes you as much as you like them, they will put in just as much effort, if not more. 100%. They will make the time to see you. They will make the time to pull you. Like you will be the number one priority. And if they don't, then you aren't. 100%. That is, that is legitimately your answer right in front of your face. If it's not happening, then that's your answer. He doesn't like you. Because you are the rule, not the exception. Exactly. The rule is if a guy likes you, he'll try. You are not the exception where you're like off in the distance being like, oh, he still likes me even though he hasn't contacted or me in only, a week. he only texts me at 2 a.m. on a Thursday night in a college <laughs> town. It's like, sorry, honey, you're the fifth girl out of the lineup. You have five minutes to respond for that booty call. And if you don't, he's on to the next one. Like, yeah, that's what real. it comes down to. If you liked me enough, you'd meet my standard. You are the rule, not the exception. And that, for some reason, clicked for me so much where it's like, Every girl is constantly like, oh, me. he'll change for me. He'll change for me. He'll change for me. You are the I rule, was always not trying the to exception. Yes. Like I always was going for someone that was just like, I need Unavailable. to like, do something. Like, right. And you think in your mind yeah. that they're going to go and change I'm gonna make their it work. ways. I'm going to make it work. Like, You're the exception, but you never I are. You're never the fucking exception. You're always the rule. And that's the and thing. And guess what? There are so many, so many men and women out in the world that will meet those expectations, if not exceed them. So why are you wasting your time? with the person that isn't even close they're doing the they're not even doing the bare minimum of what you would ask for out of a relationship so you got to move on because somebody else will fill those shoes and do more yeah and that person's never gonna meet your standards never gonna be the rule right. you aren't the exception and you know what they don't get to be the exception in your life either exactly and that's why i'm saying with joe where it's like okay you had all of the time in the world at this cocktail party to go up and make her feel like she's important mm -hmm. and you didn't but i'm sure you all know that obviously michelle gives her final rose to joe do i think that was the producer forcing her no i don't i actually do believe that she wanted to give the rose to him i think part of her is intrigued i don't think her ego is busted but you know it's part of like the chase where it's like oh he didn't want me now i kind of want him to want me exactly that happens to a million girls it where it's like she needs to figure it out and it's also like i think now it's like she wants to make it like her decision. Either way, at this point in time, it'd be her decision. But it's not just because he didn't ghost me. It's like, let me figure out what's going, going right, on it's here. Like, obviously, she liked him enough to slide into his DMs. Right. He didn't message her. She messaged him. So it's like, there is something about him that she really genuinely does find attractive. So it's like, I feel like she does want to go and invest in that relationship mm -hmm. a little bit. I don't think the producers forced her. However, I do believe in Michelle. And I think she's smart enough to see if things are going sideways with him, she'll send him home. I hope so too. And to kick off Gossip of the Week, we have the best news we could deliver in a really, really long time. Oh. The queen herself, Kourtney Kardashian, is getting engaged to Travis Barker. We recently, the other day, just had the engagement. I mean, when I, let me just explain <laughs> to you how me and Meredith um, came about to find this information. So it's me and Meredith. Sunday night, Kansas City hotel room. <laughs> 
let me set the scene. Uh, lights off, sleeping masks on. We are under the covers, ready for nighty night. And all of a sudden, I see on my phone, um, what I thought was absolutely spam was that Courtney and Travis are engaged. We flipped on every single light there was in the room and screamed at the top of our lungs. We're like, there is absolutely no way that this information is falling into our laps right now. At the most Dude. unexpected time, we never saw it coming. Dude, Travis Barker did in 10 months what Scott couldn't do in 10 years. So it's like, I am here for it. And Meredith, Scott, that was, I mean, a golden statement. <laughs> a truly golden statement. Scott, I do, part of me has like this soft spot for Scott, but also a major part of me knows he's a little fucker. Exactly. That has screwed over Courtney time and time and time again. While we were in Kansas City, Kardashians was just playing on the TV and it was like about Courtney and Scott and how Scott fucked her over and how she was like reluctantly bringing him on this vacation. And then he has another girl in his room after she yep. didn't even want to bring him. And also on top of that entire scene too, was the millionth time that he was off on another bender. And every single person in the world is blowing up Courtney's phone, including Scott. And she's like, for the millionth time, like I, she's like, I can't feed into this because he needs, he always looks to me to give him attention and be the saving grace right. when he acts out like this and goes on his benders. When she's like, I'm not messing around with your addiction, dude. And I'm not sure if you guys saw this come out not even that long ago. Travis and Courtney were making out on the beach and these paparazzi got the shots of them. And it's like, they're clearly thinking they're having an intimate moment, just the two of them. And the paparazzi are hiding in the bushes. So it's like, she's on top of him fully making out. What does Scott do? Scott messages Eunice, Courtney's old boyfriend, and is like bashing Courtney to him. And what does Eunice do? Which I didn't like him at all, but this right here was a primo moment. He posted the screenshots of him defending Courtney and Scott shitting on Courtney and said, defend her as much as you do to the public in like privately. Yeah. Where it's like, you constantly are like, oh, Courtney's a great mom, but it's like behind the scenes, you're contacting me of all people to shit on her about her new boyfriend. And especially all of us, like... All of us, like, Kardashian fans, all of us, like, girls watching all of the shows, like, Courtney is nothing but respectful and keeping Scott, like, on a pedestal for totally. everyone and keeping him a part of the loop when this dude, sh besides them having kids together, should have been long gone. He has stayed on this show consistently so, b until it ended consistently on it where I'm like she has done so much for you oh yeah she makes all of her fans have his back 100%. just for him to be behind her back thinking none of us are gonna see it talking shit about her when it's so unnecessary and then just for that to be exposed right and also funny that you have absolutely anything to say about Courtney dating like a 50 year old man when you are dating like teenagers hot off the press that just turned 18 girls younger than us that's disgusting so it's like scott why bother opening that yap of yours to talk shit when it's like if anyone can be talking shit it's courtney i know that it's fast i truly feel like this is going to work for her yeah like i know she's so they are also like that with their relations is like so all in yeah posting up the ass you know like but this, this could have been the person where you know, she thought she was the exception with Scott. Maybe he changed. She was constantly right. waiting. We've had this conversation how many times of like her being like, once he changes, he knows the criteria that he needs to change in himself right. before he could ever even be considered to marry me and be back in, in a relationship with right. me. And so I, she's like, I'm sick of every him coming to every single person in my family asking like, what's wrong with Courtney? Why won't she take me back? Why won't she let me be a part of the family with all the kids and everything? And she's like, no. Because he's not being honest with everyone about what the expectations are that I have. And right. she's like, I'm not, I'm done thinking I'm going to be the exception and you're going to change. She's moved on. She set the rule and Travis is following the rules. Right. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> dude, Scott, you got to get over it when you're like having sex with like 19 year olds. So it's, it's like, really bad because eventually your daughter is going to be the same age as the girls you're dating. And that's like no bueno. Yeah, exactly. But like you're saying, it is definitely fast with her and Travis where right. I'm like, they're still normal people. So I'm like... And as a normal person in general, like they still are right. humans where I'm like, you're that fast being like, I'm marrying you. The thing about this though is Courtney's had multiple boyfriends. Yeah, you're right. That have been right. long-term yes. relationships. You're right. If where, not longer than this. Yeah, way longer. It's like her and Yuna's dated for like a couple years, if not like, oh, you know what? I take back my statement because I do realize now... It, her and Travis have known each other and been really good family friends their whole for lives. years. Yeah. So there we go. She already knows him as a person. She totally. already knows this. They just crossed the, the threshold 
to be in a relationship. So uh, actually, you know what? Right. I'm not mad about how quick it was because totally. I forgot that they have so much history together. Right. And it's like 10 months. That might have been enough for them. Yeah. Unreal. I and know. I'm so happy for I'm her. I'm so excited. I don't know. This wedding. I don't know if they're going to do... I think they're going to do a big wedding for really <laughs> close... Obviously, either way, it'll be close family and friends. But I don't know if it's going to be like what we're envisioning it's right. going to be. It's going to be a big wedding in well, the terms of the paycheck, the bill. And what they all actually experience. But I don't think we're going to see it all. No. I think we're only going to get a couple like group photos of what everyone wore maybe. Right. But we're not going to see the full... Sh- kind of like no. Ariana. We didn't see the full shebang. Right. But we saw the after we, photos. We got the vibe. We know they did something. But I don't think we're going to get the full thing. Right. And I also love the way that Travis proposed. I thought it was beautiful. Like yep. the, Also the ring, ginormous. And like the roses on the beach. Just so just them where it's like I liked Kim and Kanye's engagement but for me I would have been like crawling into a hole it was so much yeah. like the symphonies in the whole arena with yeah. like I'm like that is too much where it's like yeah. Travis truly understands Courtney and that's what Courtney would have yeah, wanted yeah and then if anything that was a little bit too much for even Courtney so I am so excited for Courtney and Travis. I know. I, I, I mean, it's such a surprise. Right. Because she was, to me, like the last person I was going to think would ever really get married. I'm like, I, I, don't, I don't even see her doing that really. No. Like, like she's never, like she never married Scott. Like she never did that. Where I always even, even that whole family, like they don't really care about getting married or like before kids or anything. They kind of. Which is probably a smart. A lot of celebrities do that. Yeah. I mean, like Goldie It is Hawn, a whole different world. Yeah. You know, Kate Hudson's mom, Goldie Hawn. Yeah. She's been, I can't remember the, the guy's name right off the top of my head, but it's like they've literally been together since they were like 25 and they're well into their like 70s and they've never got married. They're like, we're just famous families and like we are keeping our own. You know, it's like we're yeah. long-term it's committed It's got to be like a whole different pressure or like, you right. know, it's a different world that we have no idea. Moving on next to the Olivia Jade rumors on Dancing with the Stars. I will say I watch a lot of Olivia Jade's vlogs and I I feel like this girl, give her a break. Right. Like she's been through a lot from adults' decisions, not her own. She's still a kid. And it's like, once again, you know, she came back for a redemption season on this and it's like, let her be hot. Let her have like her moment. Give her a break. Like really? She's, she's sleeping with the guy who's already got a wife, which maybe like when I saw the rumor, it kind of added up for me a little, but it's also like, it's just because Val is young. So Olivia Jade's partner is Val like Chermovsky or some whatever. He is a younger, attractive guy. And then also his wife is a pro she's the one that's dancing with jojo siwa yeah okay they met through the show been married for a while and it's like and there have been other rumors of like you know contestants sleeping with their like partners. their partners that are on the show and things like that i'm sorry this girl is like a couple years she's like 19 or something yeah, like that and it's like, like 30 he's, he's got a wife on the show they do this every single year with women partners i'm not surprised seeing this rumor where no, i'm like and let's give her a chance again like right and the thing is is olivia jade did come out and deny the rumors she made a whole thing yeah. about it and saying no i didn't do that and now it's like now it's awkward well and also it's, like, it's truly affecting them in the show yeah. as well they were in the bottom two this week yeah and their scores were good and the weeks prior like i saw someone covering it where they're like they should not absolutely not have been in the final two so no. the rumors are affecting the way that people are voting absolutely because and it's like they did great zachary reality on tiktok we had him on the podcast a couple weeks back and he had a great uh point on his tiktok about this i mean not about olivia specifically necessarily but about how the voting off process is definitely a little bit somewhat rigged he was going through with the contestants this person's gonna get voted he got voted off this week because they had their show coming up on a different network for this and then right. he went through each couple that's left and was like who's gonna be when this person's gonna be off because of this next this person's gonna be off because of this next and then it's gonna be down to these two like jojo's not gonna win but they're gonna keep her in the second place because she can't win jojo can't win because she used to be on um dance moms but can she not win because of that no but i'm saying they're not gonna let her win because people would think that he's assuming they're not gonna let jojo win everyone just be like well she was uh dancing with well the thing about that which is actually annoying for this season because it's like with jojo siwa there's a lot more younger viewers tuning in and they're obviously the same generation as jojo siwa that are like she's a dancer this is unfair but if you've watched the show there have been numerous oh yeah numerous professional dancers on the show of course and so it's um, like this isn't a new thing totally exactly they had it lined up where it all makes sense right. start to finish so we'll see. I mean, we're not big dancers. But I'm rooting for uh, Not at all. But yeah. I am, I'm rooting for Olivia, especially because of this stupid ass rumor. And then final gossip of the week, we have Adele's new song, Easy On Me and Wowzers. 
I mean, we told you guys we'd give you a recap on it. Soulful Angel. Literally, I, I mean, I'm ecstatic. I cannot wait for the rest of her album to come out in November because this one song takes me back to the moment that I first heard like "Hello" from the other side. And funny that you bring that up yeah. because someone found like an Easter egg. Like the house that she is singing this in is like an om- like a homage from "Hello." So the part where she right in the beginning of "Hello," she like walks into this house and there's a shot where she looks over yeah. and the camera's right there and she's standing in the doorway. Exact same shot where she's standing in the doorway with the exact same house, but she's on her way out. Because the first time she's coming in, she's coming in on hello, and now she's on her way out on easy on me. And I'm like, this girl could write a thriller movie and have me sold at the end. No, we're like, like, how are you thinking that far ahead? How are you even doing those Easter eggs that I wouldn't even notice? And the song itself too. Right. And it's like, this is totally like a breakup anthem. Like the part where she's like, you can't deny that I've tried over and over again for everybody, you know, where she's like, I took little pieces of myself and pushed them aside for you to make this work. And now I I give up. I've tried everything. I love that she is totally coming into her own I mean I always thought she was I always thought she was happy with her husband the confidence is different this time it's different she is like now at her primo like she is obviously everyone always says you're your most confident in your 30s so it's like she's her most confident self she has just come out of like quarantine she's got a whole new image a whole new boyfriend i am loving every single second of this 100 percent, and like the just take it easy on me like i was young like i mean that could be applied to anything you know where it's like sorry like we all make mistakes as we're growing like we're human which i should probably apply to when we're recapping (laughs) the bachelor (laughs) but i mean honestly a godsend where I, this was exactly the song too, where I'm glad that she released this one where it's not like completely different where it's a different Adele. We don't know. We're a pop song. that's just right. stupid. It's like, I am so glad that you are bringing me back to my roots with this song, Absolutely. but it's a new one. Totally. I could cry talking about it. <laughs> so good. I listened to it nonstop. Oh yeah. The music video too. Love Unreal. it. Unreal. When it's like, it's giving like, like when it's the music video, she's in the car and it's like the rear view mirror and it's just got her eyes and she's like talking right. and she's singing like, or like, you know, mouthing like her song in the car with the windows down. I'm like, that's how we all listen to Adele is in the car with the windows down, yes. belting hello from the other side at the top of our <laughs> lungs. I'm like, and those are the moments that I also think I'm a really good singer Yes, is when Adele's playing in the background really loud and I'm just right. belting. Do you not? Yes. I feel like I could whip out hello from the other Me side too. if I had range to like scream. Yeah. I could do it. It's something about like the soulfulness yeah. in her voice. Give me a little bit of a good singer. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. It covers our own tone. Yep. <laughs> and you guys, let me just say this real quick. <laughs> I did last episode promise a vlog for you uh, last Friday, a week or two ago by the time you're listening to this. And let me just say, I've got a bone to pick with Clip Champ yeah, and Adobe a- Premiere Pro because neither are loading. I am 0.2 seconds away from finishing the vlog. We have nothing left about it. Like, I just have to add a couple captions and it's ready for you guys. And the legit, every app I've tried will not load the final thing of the video. So it's coming. Have patience with me. (laughs) Take it easy on me. (laughs) All right, Stitches, that is a wrap on this week's episode. Hope you enjoyed and make sure to subscribe, leave a review and go check out our YouTube. It is Let's Gossip Podcast. And we will see you, Stitches, next week for another gossip update. Fast, you know, get the people going. Get the flowing. Come on, Polo, Marco, Polo. <laughs> the sound. <laughs> I am like minding my P's and Q's. <laughs>